Hello and welcome to another episode of Lectures of Fallen Wisdom. Today I'm going to explain why freedom, free will, does not exist. Free will is essentially the theory that this thinking you, this person that is listening to this and understanding what I'm saying right now, is actually the controller of your body. It is not. And yet this thing that is listening to this voice and understanding these words is the thing that often feels, that always feels, shame and guilt associated with action. We believe that we have free will, and we believe that this free will resides um, is inside this thinking part that is understanding these words. And we have to understand that the the mind is broken up into many different roles. And one of them is the thinking role, but the one that controls action is not the thinking role. The one that controls action is either under the control of the ego mind, which is not under the control of the thinking mind, or the being mind, the mind of the core being of the person. When you act according to your core being, the core, the core being of humanity is harmonious. The core being of humanity is good. It is only when it gets tangled up in things ego that the, the human mind becomes perverted and becomes very much influenced by the things around it and influenced usually negatively. But that's essentially the background of what I'm talking about here. But what I'm trying to do is relieve you of all this guilt, of all this shame, of all this regret. Because the thing that's feeling it isn't the thing that is actually uh, commanding the action. In many instances, you'll think that you've made a decision because, and it's just because your thought happen to be in direct coincidence with your action. A lot of times your thoughts do line up with your actions, and that's what gives the illusion of free will. You believe that the thoughts are causing the actions. It's actually the actions which are being decided by some other mind are causing the thoughts that you're having now. Most of the time we do stuff and then we justify it. And then thought comes and wraps around it and gives justifications for what we do. It's not that we make decisions and then do them. We do them and then make decisions. And people don't really understand that. And so they get very guilty. They feel like they've failed themselves because they're not acting in the way that's been commanded by this thinking part of their brain. This thinking part of their brain is not in control. That's what I'm trying to say. You are a passenger. Now, of course, passengers can also make – they can make things difficult for the the vehicle, right? I mean, passengers aren't completely benign. They aren't completely ineffectual, but they are largely ineffectual. So if you're in the passenger of a car, I mean, you really can't – you, you cannot control how the person that's driving is driving. But to some extent, if you're the passenger car, you could make it really annoying for that person in the car and make it more likely that they crash. And that's essentially 
would be the analogy to what most people are doing with their mind today as they walk around. So you see that most people are basically, they're, they're that annoying backseat driver that is not driving, but kind of thinks it should and kind of thinks it, should, it, it, it must and actually believes that it is. And it's very annoying for the driver who is just making decisions based upon two principles. Either the principle is, what does my ego want? Or what does my core being just naturally do? So if you're the passenger in the, in the car and you want your driver to act in a way that is in accordance with his true being and not in accordance with his ego, you have to find a way to make it a pleasant ride for that driver. You certainly don't want to be annoying. And I noticed that in most instances with the human mind, the way it's configured today for some reason, and maybe this is just some malady that we have to outgrow, some sort of evolutionary change that has to occur. But we have to stop thinking that this thought, this um, thinking part is controlling action. What it is controlling is the general atmosphere of the ride. The general atmosphere of the ride is has to be harmony. The general atmosphere of the ride has to be non-negative emotion. Because we know that when negative emotion comes into this sphere, comes into the car ride, the driver goes herky-jerky. Why? Because that sends the driver into his ego. So the driver starts to get angry when, you know, to use the car analogy, get angry when people cut it off, get angry at every little thing that the drivers around him are doing. And that's, of course, what most people are state that they're in. They're in this slightly pissed off, annoyed, bored state. And that's called normalcy. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's just, I, I'm, I accept reality as the way it is. And since reality is not so great, um, here's, my attitude, here's my general reflection of it. My general reflection of it is a little bit annoyed, not hugely pissed, but very easily set off and, and generally frustrated. So how, does, how do we protect ourselves from being in that state? How do we protect ourselves from that's the only thing that the mind really can concern itself with. The, the, the mind needs to set the stage for the, the other mind, to set the atmosphere of thought, the atmosphere of emotion, so that the other mind can make its decision according to your core being and not according to your ego. But you notice how both of those modes of, of action, that this other mind, not this thinking mind, not this mind that's feeling the guilt, that's talking about the guilt, that's having this, these thoughts, that mind is not in control. This other mind that controls action, we want it to be feeling good. We want it to be feeling happy. We want it to be feeling bliss because we know that when bliss is not pumping through this thing, it makes the decisions that we feel guilty for. So there is some, you know, kind of control over action, but it's just by making the atmosphere of your thinking mind pleasant. That's the only thing that this person listening to this voice 
has to do. Now, I mentioned in the previous uh, show to do the breathing thing because the breathing will help you just keep a lot of oxygen. The oxygen will actually give you a positive view of things. And you won't need to um, you won't need to work so hard in the mental realm to just create an, a, a feeling of of a sense of feeling of good of calm. But if you're if you're just breathing, it's not still not, it's probably not enough because the mind is such a powerful thing, and the mind tends to interrupt our breathing with thoughts. And also it interrupts our happiness with thoughts. And those thoughts are usually to think of the worst that could happen, to catastrophize, to just think negatively. And everybody's kind of doing it. And there's just this general, and there's this general disdain for people who preach positivity. They're just like, oh, shut up. You know, like it's it's fun to make fun of people like that. Everyone's taught a kind of low-level depression and taught that they should just deal with it. And it's just not – that's really not the way we're going to evolve to a higher immortal species because that's where we're headed. We're trying to become immortal. And the only way we can do that is if we shut down this ridiculously primitive guilt system that is based on the most ridiculous notion that has ever been cr- thought of by man – the free will. The idea that anything is an uncaused cause, that any person could possibly... I mean, we are not that advanced far from the other animals on this planet. So the the idea that we could escape our the forces that are acting upon us, even as animals, is kind of laughable. So this whole idea of the free will, this uncaused cause that only humanity possesses, that God bestowed upon us so that uh, he could hold us accountable, this is just something that we've internalized and killed ourselves over. We've, we're literally all dying from it because it's not true, and yet we all like firmly believe it. We all firmly feel dreadfully guilty for the things that we've done wrong. And if you don't find you're a sociopath, congratulations. I mean, in many ways, I envy sociopaths. They don't even have to go through this. But essentially, that's what they see. Now, I'm not saying that seeing this will should turn you into a sociopath because you're still going to feel the guilt when the shit happens. I'm not saying that it's not gonna, you're not going to feel guilty anymore like a sociopath. You will. But you'll start to understand that you can you you can't like dwell on it because it's not something that you really had control over or in the moment. The thing you did have control over and the thing that you might be you could possibly be feel a little bit guilty about is the fact that you're not controlling your thoughts, is that you're not allowing your thoughts or that you rather you're allowing your thoughts to just drift into the negative without understanding the effect that that has on your actions. So the actions that this other mind is ta- are taking are going to be, like, like we said, they're going to be two modes of non-freedom. One is by the ego, not in control, right? When you're in the midst of angry anger, when you're in the midst of uh, any kind of negative emotion, envy, despair, uh, fear, you're not going to be acting in a way that is 
that is uh, is good in any way, you're going to be acting in a way that is actually usually wrong and usually going to make you feel guilty. And you'll know it's wrong because you'll feel guilty and you'll feel the need to justify it to yourself and be like, oh, yeah, it was right because of this and this and this. No, it's not right. Okay, your emotions are telling you it's not right. You did the wrong thing. It's not something that you should really feel that bad about because guess what? It wasn't you. It wasn't the one listening to this. But it was a part of you, and you don't like to have that feeling. So you're going to do all you can as the thinking part of your brain to create an atmosphere Well, that doesn't happen again. And the only way you can do that is by manufacturing bliss in your brain. And that is your only goal. So the breathing, you have that control. You can you can definitely make your organism breathe. That's the one I think that's probably the one action there is control over. But the minute any kind of uh, negative emotion grips the thing, I don't know if there's freedom there. I don't know if there's free will. And I just don't know if even the breathing is not just something that we're believe I'm still believing is some kind of uh free will in me and it's really not. And maybe even the process of trying to create bliss in your brain is not also not directed by free will. So maybe that's also something you don't even have control over. I don't know. It starts to become a paradox. But as the thinker, you can at least relieve yourself from the burden of being damaged by the fucking guilt because the guilt is illusory. It's based on a fiction. Now, we've talked about how in the ego you're, you don't have freedom. Let's talk about how when your essential being is controlling your actions, when the, the true you of who you are. Let's talk about who that person is and where to find him. If you go back to your best, most pleasant moment of your entire life and your moment in which you felt the best about yourself, about the world, about the future, about everything, you just felt completely content. I'm sure you've found there's certain moments in your memory that you can go back to and remember. Those are the moments in which you are your true self. In those moments, you're not going to do something you're going to regret. You're not going to do something stupid. You're actually going to make really good decisions. You're going to be completely moral. You're going to have no guilt about anything that you've ever done in that state. And that's the real core being of you. And when you are in that state, you are also not a free, willing person. You are just a person that's acting according to that nature, the nature of goodness that you are, the, the core nature of humanity, which is ultimately good. Every single uh, every single animal on this planet has a core nature that is essentially harmonious. And to the extent that it has to it has to violate that for survival is to the extent to which it gets punished. I mean, it's like they get punished for, you know, these I think that there's an element of retribution that comes to predators for killing their prey. And it's like, what do you expect them to do? Like they have to eat. And and we humanity who has risen from that, like we no longer have to create any disharmony at all ever. And so we have this extra expectation that hey, maybe we should we can really rise into some other level because we do have this thinking mind that can uh, create this bliss state in us. And then this bliss state in us will probably, if we could if we could manufacture it solidly enough, might even sustain us past food, might even be like all we need. 
in terms of sustenance. Who knows? It might be spiritual. It, it might be that's all we're actually looking for, and that actually when we've been eating real food, it's just been a, a way of spiritual nourishment that because we haven't figured out how to refine bliss. But I'm talking about how to get there. So when you when you remember that greatest moment of your life, you realize that it was a certain chemical configuration. How you felt in that moment was all expressed by chemicals in your body. And your brain has a tremendous chemical memory so that when you remember that and just focus on it and try to feel how you felt in that complete moment of bliss, whatever it was, you've all had those moments. Find the, find the one that really takes the cake and put yourself there mentally. Close your eyes and try to keep your mind locked there as you walk around. That's the only memory that should be in present in your mind because that's your best memory, and you should be feeling your best at all times. You should be... And then you don't have to worry about any other rules of action. If you're just doing, making your mind, putting your mind in a bliss state by recalling your most blissful moment and taking deep breaths, you are insulated from all the different things that your organism could do that would embarrass you, that would make you feel bad. Even though I'm, I'm saying right up front, you shouldn't feel bad, you shouldn't feel guilty. <laughs> they still will make you feel guilty because the reason, like I said, is based on a fiction. But it doesn't matter. You're wired now to feel it, and you're going to feel it. So how do you, how do you the thinking mind who does not have control over action, Deal with that. The only thing you can deal with is creating bliss in your brain, and that's so that's that's your only job. And everything else is illusory. Is you believing that? Because like you're thinking this, and you're like, oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. You can't do anything else but what I'm telling you. Everything else is illusory. If you think that you're actually causing your actions, you're not. Even these things that I'm telling you to do with your mind, they might be illusory too. Think about that. So if you're failing to do that, I mean, should you really feel guilty about it? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think you necessarily need to. <laughs> because even if you're failing to create bliss in your brain, is that is that really like such a impeachable offense, as they say? Um, I, I don't think so. I think ultimately you're not in control of anything. All you're trying to do is understand it. I think maybe that that's in your control is just understanding how it works and and insulating that core core part of you from being affected by it because if when when you are consumed by guilt that's when you're most likely to do something that's going to make you feel guilty again so it's dangerous to feel guilt it's dangerous to feel all these negative emotions that are associated with the illusion of free will it's very dangerous it's destroying our society really People are just they're they're wrapped with regret. They're feeling like they failed on their lives. They could have done so much better. They couldn't have done any of it because they can't do any of it. They're not in control. There's this dark star mind that none of our mental telescopes have ever picked up that is actually controlling all of our action. And this dark star mind can fall under the influence of our egos. 
what's what's interesting about the thinking part of our brain, this part that is understanding what I'm saying, is this part takes pieces from both. This part has the wisdom and some of the um, just general intelligence of our core being, but it also has all the information we've gathered as an egoistic person, as a petty person, as a small individual, and that hasn't really grown up. It's very childish, this ego mind of ours. That's why it's always doing mischief. It can be conned into doing good things. It can be that's what religion is for. That's what all these systems of thought are for. It's trying to con your ego into acting like your core being. It's really tough, though, because you have to make arguments that only make sense to the ego. It's, just, it's almost like you have to tell the ego, it's like, hey, be good so you get laid more. It's, that's the only thing the ego really will like listen to. The, the ego doesn't give a fuck about, like, oh, be good because then we'll have harmony in the universe. Like The, the ego's like, I don't give a fuck about that. The ego's like... <laughs> I want to get late, you know? I mean, just petty stuff, you know? I want to win. I want to beat this dude, like, in, in the stupid competition of bullshit that I've cooked up. Everything is, like, about me, 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 me as a me as a little small human who doesn't even have any powers. You're, you're no better than another fucking uh, animal in the jungle. You certainly haven't risen above that level in the ego. But the core being is has the ability to be a saint, has the ability to be one of the great. You know, when they ha- when they have these portraits of great beneficial men, I mean, these are ones who've just like managed to live according to their core being instead of their ego. And a lot of them, it's it's illusory too. A lot of them are just like they have really big egos that are that are almost like making them act in this uh, magnanimous way. And that's all they were, and it was just a big empty airbag of uh, of ego. I mean, that that has happened too. But make no mistake, all these systems of thought, all these different ways of trying to harness the ego mind, that's all it is. And it's because there's not that prior bliss state that has been worked on by the thinking part. We have we have the ability to to flood our minds with the. Uh, pleasure of our most um, blissful moment. We have that ability at any moment, and we don't use it because we think we should be thinking about other things. We should be like considering and helping and and and, and devising like how we do this and this and this. And we need to do that. We need to. You don't need to do shit. You don't even need to think about it. I mean, you can think about it. You're going to think about it, but you don't need to. Okay, you're a passenger. So enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. Take deep breaths and remember your most pleasant part of the ride. And this ride will be nice and smooth and will be even the the pleasures that you will will uh, get will be much higher will be much higher than any of the ones that you that you've even remembered. If you can just keep yourself in a bliss state for an extended period and never go negative, my God, you'll notice how much power that really achieves. Because every time you go negative in your mind, you might think you're being realistic, but really you're just succumbing to the bullshit of free will. And that's a disease of the mind that has been implanted in us. I don't know why. Maybe it, it serves some purpose, but it's time to let it go, folks. Free will is a lie.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.